Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 48 of Death Readers. This is the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter books. I, for my first time, Rob for his 11th. And in <laughs> we don't know this, that. This is the, this, uh, in this episode, we are going to be doing the motherfucking book rap party oh on God. the Order of the Phoenix. It's kind of about time. This book is definitely slugged the 11th time through. This is... Uh, what, 30 pages shy of 900 pages? It's a tome. Is this officially a tome? I don't know if there's an official page count for tomes. I think I think it's how much dust you can blow off in like a <sighs> scene. Yeah. And yeah. this would this would be a cloud. That's a tome. Yeah. That's a pretty good yeah. tome. Yeah. Um, it's tome. It's the, tome uh, deaf. <laughs> the uh uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, as I said before, this is my first time reading. What we will be doing here is reading through the last two chapters of the book. Uh, if you are listening and you'd like to read along, we highly recommend it because the way we do this is we check off page numbers with notes that we find interesting and we'd like to discuss, and then we uh, share our thoughts with each other and, you know, have a little conversation. A little more action also. We dig deep. We Wait, unearth we have, painful truths. Should we do more conversation and less action? Because that would truly be the inverse of what Elvis was talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about, Elvis There's Presley. There's that song. There's that Elvis song. Oh, little bis, little less conversation, little, little more, more action. action. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, what do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about the Order of the Phoenix. Or do you want to talk about? Do you think the Order of the Phoenix is alphabetical or chronological? Boy, um, or is it like a Dewey? I I thought it was more like a like a like a like a binomial nomenclature. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> kingdom, phylum, order. Oh. But binomial nomenclature, as everyone knows, is just the last two, genius and species. Cool. How's that, how's that for uh, killing the momentum? <laughs> I mean, it's my fault. It was a very good joke. It's my fault. <laughs> I should know those things better, and I don't. I'm sorry. Hey, it's you know what the listeners agree with you. I'm a Luddite. I've, been, I've it's been it's been 25 or more years, and I've been looking for a way to work binomial nomenclature into a sentence that actually fit what I was talking about, and I finally did. So and that's it was, a win. I'll call it a it, win. It, and I'm sure you're very satisfied with it. Mm. <laughs> there's there's nothing better than like. A 25-year build-up to something that is unsatisfying. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Like reading the, these books, what have I done with my life? The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Well, that brings us to chapter 37. <laughs> the Lost Prophecy. <laughs> um, my first In this note, chapter, they uh-oh. talk. Yeah, they talk in all the... Well, no, I mean, there's a lot. This is This is the... The Dumbledore the explains the book. The expository nugget. Ew. Um, the expository log. I shouldn't have reacted to nugget because now you're just you just you're just like all I want to do is come the up with new expository skid mark. <laughs> that was for you. I, oh, yep. Um, <laughs> Your first is, note. This is the expository uh, chapter. My first note. It's page 830. Oh, I got 829. Well, then you should probably go first. 
I was just a little uh, offhand comment from Dumbledore. Only the people to whom the prophecies refer can lift it without suffering madness. It bothered me. Why? It seemed like it seemed like an elaboration of a mediocre writer. The word madness, like discussing no, madness? the concept of like that's why nobody else could pick it up. I don't know. Oh. Um, how do they know? How well, you... I mean, it's, it seems like these prophecies. Here's my problem: Are all of these snow globes prophecies? Yes. Then there's a fuck ton of them. And yes. Like how, but hold on. But there's a fuck ton of them. But later in this chapter, uh, Dumbledore says that he didn't really think he should hire Sybil because he didn't think divination needed to be taught. Basically, saying he doesn't think it's a valuable offshoot of magic or a school Correct. of magic. But there's a, so many fucking prophecies that, like, it seems like it must be a pretty commonplace magic. Oh, a couple things. Dumbledore probably does and still does think that. It's an imprecise, as Hermione calls it, woolly branch of magic. Um, prophecies do exist, but they are so open to interpretation. And so could mean anything that while they're recorded and can be put into the Hall of Prophecy, it doesn't really mean shit specific reason he hired her was to keep her out of the Voldemort clutches. So, so like I could make a prophecy having zero inclination towards divination and it would be equally a place in the Hall of Mysteries as hers. Yes. So the question becomes does a globe just appear when a prophecy's made? Does it have oh, to be taken stupid. out of Dumbledore's memory like he did from the pin sieve and then like copied and put into a globe and sent there? If so, did Voldemort or Harry take it there? Because only they can lift it. See, that's where I'm getting muddled. Voldemort can't lift it because Voldemort's not in the prophecy. The, the prophecy, he's the Dark Lord. Voldemort or Harry could have lifted. Voldemort couldn't go into the Ministry oh. of Magic. He couldn't just waltz in there when he's supposed to be hiding. That okay. was that whole thing. He could have got it. I don't know, man. It's... It's it's pretty convoluted. It's a woolly children's book. Well, sorry that that just uh, that whole that whole how does the prophecy get there? I, unless it just you know poops into existence when the prophecy has been made. Just for the listeners to clarify, he said pooped, not poofed. Yeah, no, uh, I said pooped. Uh, poof would be a uh, acceptable onomatopoeia for a magical apparition, whereas well, yeah. pooped. Uh, sounds like uh, the exact opposite. Like, uh, like this idea was just shat out. Right. Like when you uh, when you birth a child, it's shit out of a, of a person as opposed to uh, birthed. Right. Uh, Is that it's what you're shat. Now? It's shat out. <laughs> oh, we didn't clarify that we're in the middle of a quarantine. <laughs> I think people know. <laughs> hey, everybody! Uh, quick uh, update: uh, we're we're still quarantined. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, is this our third episode in quarantine? It is. Fuck. Okay. Um, this is our third episode recording the this podcast in an entirely separate room from each other, uh, utilizing uh, satellites and telecommunications, and looking at each other through a cell phone. Uh, and then also or a two-way mirror i'll allow that okay i'll allow that i won't even mock that um 
because that it's kind of like what he gave me. Kind of gave him a little cell phone. Yeah. Harry's so stupid. Harry's, Sorry. Harry, 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 no, Harry, pretty dumb. Harry, I mean, if we go back to that Christmas day when he got the present at number twelve Grimmauld Place from Sirius, he vowed. Sirius is like, "This is a way to talk to each other," and Harry threw it in the thing, vowing to never get Sirius into trouble again, to do anything that would cause him to come running, mm-hmm. and that's why he didn't even think about it again. I mean, it sucks. It's tragic. It's sad. Well, yes, it's very, yet, very but... tragic. But like, if I here's here's what I mean by Harry's stupid, um, or whatever I said, uh, is you he said got Harry a pre- dumb? No, you said Harry dumb. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I. It's a good. It's a good line. Uh, I can't imagine not opening up a Christmas present. Even when you're 15 and disaffected, and the whole world's against you, and you're being possessed nightly by the Dark Lord. Yeah. I mean, when that happened to me, I was on like every other Christmas present. I'm like, fucking socks? No. Yeah, but who who gets socks? Lucky people. I, Grateful I think I people. I socks last year, didn't I? Yeah. And I wore them. I wore my Ravenclaw socks to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And then and then when I uh, when you got them on Christmas morning, you opened them and said, Robert is a free podcaster. <laughs> I did. I did say that. That's true. <laughs> I knew of Mr. Doug's greatness, but of his goodness, I had no idea. <laughs> That's dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> um, right, you, you said you were at 8.30, right? I, I'm just so surprised that nobody... I'm surprised I haven't heard more people make jokes about the fact that there are so many Harry Potter socks you, you can buy and the fact that socks play such a prominent role in the stories. Socks I mean, are the elf gateway to freedom. Like, like socks are basically like the elf. Un- it's a gate. Like, it's a gateway freedom, man. No, you they're like socks. And pretty soon <laughs> socks are like that. the, uh, the, the underground laundry of the elf world. Why do you think they're disappearing all the time, man? Disapparating? Do you, do you think free elves are coming into houses, stealing socks, and giving them to their friends? No, because that's not how it works. They can't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, if they're free elves, they can break into houses. But the, the free elves can't uh, uh, give freedom. Only the masters can give freedom. That's how their enchantments work. I guess that's true. All right. All right. You that's, win why, this round. that's why Harry couldn't give Dobby clothes. Lucius had to give Dobby clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since Hermione's a resident of the school, and she has the ability to free the schoolhouse elves, which they don't want. Okay, that makes right. sense. That checks right. out. Okay, okay. Well, back to uh, eight thirty. My note. Hmm. Um, did we finish eight twenty nine? Your note. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the pro- prophecy thing. Okay, not, this, not specifically the madness, just the that oh. was part and parcel with the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Okay. I mean, we talked about it last episode. We talked about it being Sybil who did the prophecy, and I feel bad for all those people whose prophecies are destroyed now because of Harry. Is there any repercussions for that ever? Is there any moment where Harry, where anyone says, oh, uh, like, why wasn't there a line in the, it would have been cool to have a line in the Daily Prophet where there was like, 
thousands of wizards it's infuriated <laughs> that their prophecies are destroyed now in in in, in the destruction of, of vandalism everyone it's, hates voldemort it's like that sperm bank that lost its freezer is that a joke <laughs> no oh there there was a sperm bank that the freezer went down and a lot of people were it was, it was a fertility clinic so there they were lost eggs and embryos and everything not mm. just sperm. Okay. But I'm so they didn't. A lot. They didn't just lose their starter seed. <laughs> I think we're done. I think we're done. That's the end of the podcast. It's not gonna. It's only gonna go downhill from there. <laughs> Yes, they lost their starter seat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so <laughs> eight thirty. Uh, there's a part in eight thirty where they talk about how, uh, they they clarify, and I don't, I feel like I'm I'm a I'm clearly not <laughs> not paying attention to every tiny word in this book and memorizing it, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it, it feels like for me the first time I made the connection that. Uh, Narcissa Malfoy is Narcissa Lestrange. No. Yes and no. Narcissa and Bellatrix are neither Malfoys nor Lestranges, but yes, otherwise. They're both blacks? Yes. Okay, so Narcissa Black is Narcissa, is is Bellatrix's sister. Yes. Who is a Lestrange. Because she married a Lestrange. But that's not. But I could sort of. I'm just clarifying that you said you said something that wasn't accurate a second ago. No, only in that sense. I didn't. I said yes, they're sisters, but you said they're both Lestranges, and no, they're no, not. no. They're you said ne- you said neither are Lestranges. Go back and listen to the tape. You'll hear it. Um, I meant originally Lestranges. That's fine. I, I think we're I think we're on the same page. They're both originally black. I'm writer than you are. <laughs> I think the tape won't lie. And since you have the capacity and all the authority to edit the tape, I'm sure it won't be edited to say anything other than the truth. It never would. I have integrity. And outtegrity. Uh, <laughs> I think you mean extegrity. <laughs> I <Come> do. <laughs> um, okay, so if Narcissa Malfoy is Narcissa Black, yeah. then does that mean that Harry and Draco were some sort of weird god cousins? Yes. Well, if that's the case, then a, a fucking wizarding world is even more incestuous than I originally thought. Holy shit, do they really need to breed with muggles? <laughs> okay. Not via the black lineage, though, since Harry's not technically related to Sirius. But because of that incestuous closeness, yes, Harry's ancestors and Malfoy's share a common ancestor. Oh, no, no. I do mean very specifically because of the, ser- the Sirius thing. Because while Harry is not genetically a black... yeah. He is, he is... Oh, God, uh, you said God, you said God cousin, I'm sorry. I said God cousin, yeah, he is, yeah. he is uh, Sirius's ward, his yeah. godchild. Yeah. Uh, his parents, uh, Harry's parents did die, meaning that yes. he is the steward of Sirius Black. Yep. Ergo, he's literally on the same par as Draco Malfoy on these, the family tree, if you will. That's Are true. they ever going to address that besides this moment, like where they, they don't address it at all? No. The, the, this, that specific moment, no. 
I think. Did they ever address that they have a, a, a sh- uh, somewhat of a shared lineage because of that family relationship? I'm not sure about that. Are they going to say anything about how Draco and Sirius are cousins? I think, no, I think, well, I think you're just, uh, like, there's never a moment where Draco says, like, like, oh, I ate my, your godfather, but he's actually my uncle or whatever. Right, right. There's nothing like that. Uh, No. It seems so odd to, like, I just, like, to put that, like, significance in and then not address it just seems weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for this. But that's actually... I have another note very similar to that in in these chapters. So, Uh, anyway, that's that note. My next note is uh, page 842. 833. You have the floor. I actually have two parts. Two-part note. 833 and 833, A and B. So, I'm just going to read through the whole thing. We can discuss it. So, she wrote... um, Dumbledore had said something... And Harry disregarded this. He felt a surge, a savage pleasure. And like, she gets people right sometimes. Followed by, uh, Sirius was too old and clever to allow such feeble taunts to hurt him. Then again, maybe not, is my comment to that. Because that's dumb on Dumbledore's part. He puts the dumb in Dumbledore to think Sirius is going to be too old to be egged on by Snape. Well, I mean that whole this whole chapter is about Dumbledore being wrong. <laughs> like, That's true. It's uh, it's it's the whole thing's basically him being like, "Ooh, man!" Like it, it's that tragic thing of like, okay, um, like I know my parents dealt with this at some point. I imagine everyone's parents dealt with this, and it's like that sure. thing where once you get to the point where you can recognize it, that's I kind of feel like one of those points where you become like an actual adult, sure. and you're like, "Oh shit." Uh, this thing that really hurt me or scarred me or caused me a lot of like trauma as a kid, uh, it it originates because my parents were trying their fucking best. Yeah, and they could they did not have a better solution than whatever it is that I suffered through. And when you are able to forgive that, I think is that moment when you become like a you know a, a more well rounded adult. Uh, but. Uh, I think she did a really good job of uh, JK did a really good job of writing that that moment into this chapter uh, of Dumbledore basically saying, like, listen, I really, really thought this was the best option. I I understood what you didn't in that. I knew that if I got closer to you, I was worried that Voldemort would realize that he could get to me through you. If, if he understood that our relationship was much closer than an average, you know, headmaster and, and student, then he would have made every attempt to capitalize on it. Sure. And so Absolutely. I, had, you know, I had to put you at arm's uh, length and that inadvertently put you and everyone else in, in, in harm's way. I'm really recapping the whole like fucking chapter. No, that's but, fine. But like that, that moment of saying like, I, it, to the best of my knowledge, this was for your own good and for your protection and it still wasn't perfect is is the crux of the thing that i think a lot of parents end up doing and suffering for everything everything you say i agree with it just felt a little misplaced to have him also dismiss what harry says in that same chapter which part 
What does it's, Harry it's say? Where, it, it's specifically what I'm talking about is where Harry is, is saying, and, and Snape was totally egging him on, egging him on oh. and making it worse. And he's like, yeah, but that that's not a thing because Sirius is too grown up. He, he isn't going to fall for that shit. Moving on. And I'm like, no, you're doing that thing again that you're literally weeping into your hand in front yeah, of this yeah. child about again. Well, I mean, well, what do you think about someone who can completely comprehend and identify their own faults, but may have no power over changing them? I think they'd make a really good podcaster. Or Hogwarts headmaster. Rob Bledore? Because <laughs> um, I think that I I have no idea if that's what she's writing here, but it, 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 I would accept it. I would accept that Dumbledore is so wizened that he is capable of recognizing his mistakes, but also completely powerless from making them indifferently because his logic is still sound. Sure. Like everything he did, he probably would do again because he, with the knowledge he had, he would have made no different choice. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, uh, on on the completely separate note, I think what you're really trying to get as is, do we think that Sirius was that mature to oh, no. like right? And I I don't either. I think that uh, again, Dumbledore's spot on in saying that. I mean, he isn't spot on because he did. He said that he uh, Sirius would was uh, too you know clever or whatever. He fucking sunk to it. Yeah. Um, also, it's kind of a weird like backhanded like slight to Snape. Who like you know uh, stopped teaching Harry oculumency because he had bad feelings brought up again about being made fun of and mocked. So he definitely is not clever right. or or old enough or whatever he fucking says about Sirius to overcome those things or to you know whatever. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Okay, um, so my next note's eight thirty-five. Bring it on. I don't know if it's because I've read them so many times or we've been picking them apart, but this chapter was a little more of a slog for me since we hit about three pages that are just a recap of the first four books, yeah. even five if you count that stuff. And it is interesting to hear the shit you hadn't been hearing, you know, all the all the that Back to the Future 2 aspect of, well, while this was happening that you know you did, I was doing this, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But to have all five in a row could be a little tedious. What did you think of that having not read it before? Was it for you? No, I liked it. Uh, I liked it because these books are so fucking long mm-hmm. that it is difficult to remember the things that happened in them. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, it at least up to this point, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I mean, I remembered I had to go, like, right in when he mentions where Harry is in book one, that's after Quirrell was there and then when i'm just like and then when you were bloodied and triumphant uh on your second year i was like what happened in the second year i was like why was he bloody and then i was like oh yeah because of the basilisk yep and because of like you know stabbing tom riddle in the book (laughs) Um, (laughs) right in the book right in the book um um, and he uh and so all those things just go yeah that okay i'm remembering what happened right 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 um and then I think the other thing about it is at this point in the books, it's like trying to, it was really helpful to hear Dumbledore say, you were 11 
<laughs> right? Like, cause like it's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's hard to remember how old these characters are supposed to be. Um, and then him be like, 12 was basically no different than 11, 13. I had to admit you're becoming more of a man, but the time wasn't right. 14. I, you know, uh, fucking what's his name just died. Cedric just died, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, right then. I don't know why he's always waiting until the end of the year, though. Uh, it seems like that's an odd thing to do. Like, why not be like, "Hey, Harry, welcome to Hogwarts. It's your first day." One, one real quick thing. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's the situation. You, you're gonna either be murdered or murdered, and you're gonna yeah, murder. <laughs> the argument for five, I think, is that he knew Voldemort was peeping at him. Yeah. But, like, what about the year before? Like, I'm saying before the end of the Goblet of Fire would have been the perfect time. But for some reason, in Dumbledore's dumb head, he was like, gotta wait to the end of the year. It's gotta be the last day. There's nothing better I could do for this kid than send him off to the Dursley's house, uh, thinking about and and pondering over how he's gonna be murdered or be a murderer. And so let's... I gotta wait to the last day. Yeah. No other day would work. I mean, I want him to pay attention to his studies through the school year. And the idea that maybe he would have all of his friends and actual support system nearby to help him through this revelation. It's, the end of the year is just better for me. I, I'm saying it's an arbitrary dis, like thing that she isn't addressing. She doesn't address why he decided it had to be the end of the year. But for some reason, he did. I, I, I think I think you're right. Maybe he's probably pushing for it, so he had his. I don't know. I fuck. I don't know. It's it's just too much book. I, I mean, unfortunately, I think there's like there's too much too too much here for for all of it to just make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be part of. I don't. I, I mean, there's no way I could say that it's it's the book's downfall because it's a roaring success. Uh, but where the fabrics of reality fray in the narrative are things like this where it's like, I just, I don't understand this person's perspective because it's so uh, alien odd. Eh. Dumbledore's an alien. You heard it here. Death readers breaking news. Um, page 842 is my next note. Um, 837. Why did I write pampered little prince? That's what Dumbledore calls Harry. Yeah. He says, when he's talking, that, when he's yeah. Go ahead. Well, he says he wasn't. He says you weren't right. a pampered little prince. You were a normal boy. That seemed like a little too much of a silver lining thing. Like, I, I don't know. It was. It was. It, it, it struck me as weird. I. I didn't like it. Well, I mean, there. I think part of it for me. I, I agree that it was an odd selection of words. But how else would you describe Dudley? Oh, a spoiled brat. I'd say I'd say Malfoy was more of a pampered prince. Maybe, but I I, um, I took it as more of an allusion to he didn't show up to the school like Dudley. I, I I guess, and they did talk about that early on that he won't be in the Wizarding world. But I don't know when 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 he dropped him off at the Dursleys, it made it sound like that was just a bonus, and now. I guess this comment makes it feel like that was a thing he was going for, but we know Dumbledore. He would have been going. I don't know. Never mind. It's stupid. I'm stupid. I didn't say that. But you thought it. 
No, I didn't. I thought that the prince thing was a reference to Harry having the same nurture opportunities as Dudley did, but did not come out as wretched as Dudley has. I don't think he had the same nurture opportunities. Well, he did in the sense that they both grew up in the same household. So, I, but D- Dumbledore, oh, Dumbledore didn't well, know. Dumbledore didn't that's know. That's like how saying poorly... I grew. I grew up in a college town, but didn't go to college. I had the opportunity. What I'm, what I'm saying is, Dumbledore didn't. He, he says he did I not didn't. know how bad it would be. And, oh, that's true. And he he didn't know well, how Dumbledore's bad it a was. Fuck up. <laughs> um. So that's that's what I mean by in terms of the pampered prince line. I think that's probably why it was there is because, uh. I, I don't know. I guess that also presumes that he would have understood that that's what Dudley had become, and he, I don't know why he would know that. Um, although he also says that thing about, like, I've, I've been watching you, Harry, or whatever. He says something weird like that at some point in that chapter. Um, it's odd. This is an odd fucking book. Okay. Um, My next note's 842, and I'm going to go first. Yep. Oh, shit, twist! Okay, what, go ahead. What? Okay. Neville um, Longbottom. Oh yeah, I figured. I figured you had lots to say. Give it to me. I have a, I have a little bit to say. Um. Oh shit! Twist. Um. Uh, man. Wait. I got there first. How'd you do it better? Skill. Um. The. Uh, how do I say this? I must be misremembering the movie. Okay. I must be misremembering the end of the last film. Because I must be misremembering spoilers, uh, Neville killing Nagini as Neville killing Voldemort. Are you suggesting Neville killed Voldemort? That's, That's my memory. Happened? That's my yeah, memory. That is, that is incorrect. Right. I must have misremembered that, but at least I'd picked up on how amazing Neville is this entire time. Or yeah, at absolutely. least for a long time. And so did Ginny. She yes. likes her chosen ones. Um, I will say, though, that now I am kind of even more heightened to paying attention to a potential uh, prophecy of uh, Dennis Creevy, because he is also amazing. And if my instincts on Neville were correct, then they must be correct on Dennis. So you're saying that you're a prophet. I'm You're saying, a seer. I've, I've been pretty good at divination for certain That's true. Things. That's true. You've got you've got the seer gift. My great grandfather was a seer. Yeah. Is that the one like to hang out in trees with binoculars? No, he was a, a sailor. But back then, when people were on the sea, they just called them seers. They didn't have very good vocabulary back then. <laughs> uh, so th- that's the end of my notes for that chapter. I have um, uh, I have two overview notes at the end. I have one more note. Bring on the note. Eight forty three. The room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. room. Yeah. The room. The mysterious locked room in the Department of Mysteries. Oh yeah, that's my note. What the fuck's in that room? Love. That's what's in that room. Love. That's it. That's it. We're. That's now been paid off. We're done. The hot room? Yep. The one that melted the knife? Was love? Yep. 
Remember this time in the jar and death in the arch? It's a room full of love. That's it. We're done. You don't need to talk about it anymore. Well, that was that's dumb. I, I uh, told you it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I, too, have the gift of the sight. Well, that room, that's, I mean, I, <laughs> what's dumb about it, I guess I should clarify. Yeah. What's dumb about it is, uh, in my opinion, is that the melting of the knife means nothing about, to, has nothing to do with love. Like, the symbolism is meaningless like why oh. why is why is love hot love is so strong but why is strong I- indicated by heat i think i think it's supposed to be like um the power of god in the ark melting faces but that's not love god is love he's also vengeance There's bumper stickers well <laughs> which is what isn't that was the, all about isn't it the same thing Maybe he just loved those Nazis so much that their faces melted. I mean, I'm not going to put it past a, a, a British person to be that repressed, but... <laughs> but I, I still think that it's incongruent imagery. Sure. Uh, I, I don't... I, don't I, I get the veil... I get the veil for death because it's a fucking mystery. None sure. of us know exactly what that's going to feel like or be like. Like, it's an entirely alien, unknowable thing. But what do you do with love? You don't lock you it in a fucking room. You shove it in a room and you lock it. the door and you throw it with a key and you make it certain that it can't be opened ever. And you keep the love in there and it's yours. And yeah, like, don't I ever let it out. I really do think we're saying the same thing. Oh, okay, and cool. that's that it's a really bad. <laughs> Uh, example of of writing about love. <laughs> okay, because I because the way it was written, I was thinking like because that's the thing at the end is that Harry isn't doesn't Harry talk about how the thing that Voldemort didn't have was friends? Isn't that yeah. what he says in the end? I, mean, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Is it's like it's all of them together that are going to defeat him, right? Kind of thing. I don't remember that well, but like. It just seems like the thing that Harry has that can always defeat Dumbledore, or excuse me, I'm going to keep saying that forever, um, that can always <laughs> always defeat Voldemort, um, is it's sometimes, lo- it's like conveniently love, it's conveniently courage, mm-hmm. it's conveniently selflessness, it's also conveniently friendship. Uh, it, Harry it's Potter, like, friendship is magic. It's it's conveniently whatever she wants it to be. It seems. I know maybe I I'm trying to see that. Maybe I'm not remembering it, but it's sure. like exactly what these these times she talks about it is, or are rather. But like this one, he doesn't say love. He doesn't say it at all. No. He I doesn't like even say point. it when he talks about like Harry's mom protecting right. him. But we know uh, from earlier books that it was love. We know that one was love, but we don't. I don't really know if we know that what was in that room was love. Well, hold on. Just you hold on to your horses, mister. (sighs) 
There is a room in the Department of Mysteries, interrupted Dumbledore, that is kept locked at all times. It contains a force that is at once more wonderful and more terrible than death, than human intelligence, than forces of nature. It is also, perhaps, the most mysterious of the many subjects for study that reside there. It is the power held within that room that you possess in such quantities, and which Voldemort has not at all. The power that took you to save Sirius tonight. The power also saved you from possession by Voldemort, because he could not bear to reside in a body so full of the force he detests. In the end, it mattered not that you could not close your mind. It was your heart that saved you. Love. Come on, he means love. Come on. Where? Where? I'm sorry, where else does courage reside? Uh, it's in your liver. No. Everyone knows that. No. That's why. What happens... What happens when you take a big old gulp of scotch? You just drank what? Liquid courage. And where does that get processed? Your liver. We're done. I mean, also your stomach? No, it gets processed by the liver. It just holds out. It just hangs out in the stomach. It gets digested in the stomach. It has to go oh to the stomach Oh, my God. First. Binomial nomenclature. It has to go to the Biology stomach first. Biology win. Biology win. You're wrong, though. It has to go to the stomach first. It does. It just hangs out there. Broken that's down. the waiting room. To get broken down that's before the, being that's sent the, to... Yeah, sure. That's where, like... Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's the waiting yeah, room. Yeah, I'm wrong. So what? I'm still right. <laughs> like, like, let's say you go to the Italian consulate in San Francisco. You go in the waiting room. Okay. Then you go into one room and your wife goes into another, right? Just like you're in the stomach and then you're broken down and you go off to the liver while she goes off to the pancreas or some shit. I don't fucking know. Point is, whatever she did there, that's on her. <laughs> what I'm saying is the stomach's the waiting room and then you get split up and, and processed by the liver. <laughs> I think that's what I was saying. <laughs> You were saying, so I'm right? You know, you were saying, liquid courage goes straight to the liver. <laughs> no, it's where it gets processed and oh fills the liver with courage. So you have courage. Meanwhile, your heart is the locked room full of love. Yeah, I, that I if just, you put, if you stab someone in the heart with a knife, the knife melts. All but of her flowery language and her like emphasis on these general terms and feelings and grandiose descriptions of whatever this power is this uh, element of study or whatever she calls it that's locked in this room uh, is meaningless because she gives it no identity yeah to me I, I, I don't th this is probably the easiest thing in the world for most people to frog DNA and I get that uh -huh. I'm saying there there seem to be enough other options that would feel like it that would fit like, for example, like I said, I'll, I'll just I'll stick with courage here because I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Like, bravery is a Gryffindor trait. Right. Right? It's a thing that probably pushed Harry into his house, bring, being brave when he got sorted. Sure. It's a thing that he possesses more than anyone. Bravery is something that compels you to, into action. And Voldemort is also easily compelled into action, but for selfish reasons. Harry's bravery is almost always self-sacrificial. That's why it's the thing that compelled him to go to rescue Sirius in the Department of Mysteries, because he, he, he sincerely believed Sirius was in danger, and Harry, being someone who is uh, prone to heroics or whatever they said earlier, um, mm -hmm. would have a strong desire and drive to uh, indulge his compulsion for bravery to rescue and save someone he cared about. 
And that energy and that emotion or whatever you want to call that trait could be what is so full of him or full in him Mm -hmm. that Voldemort couldn't possibly stand to be in it. I would believe that more than I would believe it's love because this entire book, he's been a piece of shit. He's been an asshole who doesn't seem to care about anybody but himself. But that doesn't stop him from being very brave. The bravery is the same thing that made him go back for uh, the Belbaton little sister. Like the bravery not... is Harry's main thing. It's the it's the courage in that. I, I, that's how I look at it. So if it's love, fine. That seems like a really weak description of love. The bravery only feels like I... it sits the entire the rest of the series. The only counterpoint I have is he was feeling strong love for Sirius, and that's when Voldemort left him. He wasn't but feeling it, strong courage or bravery for Sirius. I, I guess, but like, I just don't see that character being very full of love in the other 800, 900 pages. Well, maybe it's L- the only love, kind of love he can process from his heart because his liver is taken to with the courage. I, I just feel like it's, it's again, it's incongruent for me. For my reading of this book, this character, I can't imagine a character who has less love. And I'm not talking about romantic love. Like, believe me, I'm, I'm not that uh, dense that I, I can't comp- comprehend like romantic love versus uh, platonic love or, or right. you know, like just uh, appreciation and value, like that kind of love. Um I mean, I, I do get it. I'm just saying this character does not embody that trait to the point where I would believe he would be fucking poison to someone who is the opposite. Right. Uh, so that's why I wish she had been more clear. If she had been more clear, it would have been a lot easier to go like, okay, I get it. Or, no, nah, that's stupid. That's another stupid thing. <laughs> um, but as it is, it just gets the opportunity to be stupid because she's vague. Also, the time, I mean, why do you need to study time when they seem to have already mastered it with time turners? Like, I don't, <laughs> why do you I need mean, to people bo- are still like, doing tests with nuclear energy, right? Yeah, we definitely haven't mastered that. Yeah, but we, we, we've done it enough to have bombs and nuclear power plants. I don't think that a time turner is as destructive as a nuclear power plant. You're right, it's far worse. I didn't say better, I said more destructive. I know. I could do so much destruction with the time turner. God. It's fucking one butterfly, man. Give me one fucking butterfly. The world as you know it, gone. Okay. My next note. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought you had some overviews. That's my next note, my overview. My next overview. uh, Well, for one, you you touched on the uh, what exactly is in the room of the Department of Mysteries. That's one of my overview notes. We talked about that extensively. The other one is... uh, it sounds like she's saying that it sounds like she through uh, JK through uh, Dumbledore is saying that Voldemort's main mistake uh, and a good lesson for prospective time traveling baby assassins is don't go back to kill Hitler because it doesn't work out. I've said this. I mean, I just said that. Yeah, but you know that I'm famous for this point of view. Well, I feel like if you had been famous for this point of view, you would have recorded yourself saying it oh before I recorded You're myself saying it. You're not doing this. You're not I mean, doing this to me. I'm saying I invented the light bulb. 
Well, I invented the Hugh Jackman duplicator. You've been Tesla'd. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's, I don't know if that's what her intention was, was to do a whole, like, very literal, like, this is kind of what happens if if you, you know, here's, let's do an examination or like a thought exercise on what would actually happen. What could be a fun thing that could happen if you went back in time and tried to kill a baby that you knew would be a, you knew would be trouble in the future. Right. Um, odd that this is the course she took, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really think that's what she's trying to do. I just think it's an interesting, like... Uh, liter- literary moment where it's like that is kind of what this is yeah it's kind of like her saying like I really didn't like philosophy kill ass <laughs> do you think no that wouldn't work what Never mind. Ethics, I was like do you think Voldemort's from the future and he time turned back in time because Harry was going to grow up to be a fucking monster worse than any Voldemort Hitler's and in doing so it warped his personality and his face because he traveled a little too far back. Uh, well, I haven't just, read. It the just cursed got muddled, child. and I was just like, "Nah." What? I said I haven't read the Cursed Child, so I wouldn't know. Actually, I. Just, anyway, anyway. <clears throat> <clears throat> hint, hint! I haven't <clears throat> fucking read the Cursed Child, Rob. Yeah, that thing's a fucking mess. Um. Um. That's my last note. Um, okay. On that chapter. Uh, and that is that your your notes are done. Uh, for, for that, that chapter? chapter, yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to chapter thirty-eight. The second war begins. My first page note is page eight forty-five. Okay, that's that's um, that's you. Okay, uh, why do people who hate or view Voldemort as an enemy, who won't even say his name, still refer to him as Lord or, you know, like call him a Lord? Yeah, like, it seems like it's a uh, is he is he an actual lord of something or is like it like an honorific? Just a, yeah, is, is like, it an unnecessary honorific that like is like maybe inadvertently espousing some sort of like you know claim to property or or just uh, adulation? Sure, it's the same thing with like like Lord Vader, like sure. like in Star Wars, like they there's a couple times where some people in the rebellion call him Lord Vader. Sure, um, he was a lord of the Sith, whatever that means. And I think it sure. made some more, far more interesting things than what it ended up meaning. But like, if you uh, don't agree with the Sith, wouldn't it be a really nice like insult to be like, "Hey, Vader," or "Hey, Darth," and like really like like stick it to him to not give him that honorific? Hmm. Um. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people used to explain Obi Wan in Star Wars meeting up with Darth Vader. He calls him Darth and not Anakin. And you're like, "Well, why?" And like, because he's mocking him. He's like, "Hey, Darth, only a so- massive evil Darth." The Darth. So, with me as always is Darth. <laughs> party on Ben. Party on Darth. Okay. Top ten reasons Alderaan isn't missed anymore. <laughs> Mon Mothma swing. <laughs> um, I feel like that would have been a great moment to have like to be like Princess Leia swing, and then have one go like Darth. That's your daughter, man. Ew, Darth. Um. Anyway, <laughs> she makes me feel kind of funny, <laughs> like when I held the lightsaber down. Anyways, it's no right. longer becoming a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, we went from figurative to very literal. Um. Anyway, I don't know why people would do that for him. Like, I don't get. 
Like, well, I, I, I would, if it was me, part of it's part of his acronym. Remember, uh, Tom Marvolo Riddle scrambled as I am Lord Voldemort. He made that shit up. It's not. But again, like that's down. Like, it's not heir to the you know constabulary or however lordship works. I understand. I'm saying like there's a moment in chapter 38 on page 845 where Cornelius Fudge calls him Lord, and it's like why? No, why? I agree with you. I don't get it. Stop agreeing with me and agree with me. Okay. Um, fuck that. You're right. <laughs> all you had to say <laughs> okay uh. um i unless he's just so pervasive and they were so scared that they had adopted a kind of cowering i feel like maybe mentally a lot of the wizarding population had given up when voldemort met his downfall and they were ready to they 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 kind of gone through that last mental hurdle of this is our fucking life now he's our lord start getting used to it and then he disappeared and died and they were like oh great but they'd already stretched that muscle I'm um, maybe uh, it just seems weird just seems I mean, like trauma you go thing. back to it like that so he's just like I mean at the time this article is written he's he's you know been face to face with the guy for the last you know within like the last half hour or two hours so he's gonna be like oh, I'm right back where I was sucking my thumb and wetting myself and just like Death and the Maiden. Fudging his pants. <laughs> Fudging his pants. <clears throat> My next uh, note is page uh, 848. 846. It's it's not original by any means, but I couldn't help myself Get from to thinking. It. The Ministry of Magic is incompetent and completely unprepared to deal with a calamity of this magnitude. <laughs> oh, ouch. Well, except it's, that uh, the opposite would be a more accurate... Note would be, nobody was more prepared than us. <laughs> no one could have possibly predicted that Lord Voldemort would happen. And there we acted faster than anyone, faster than people thought we should. And here we are, uh, we're doing great. I think we're doing great. Doing better than anyone could have possibly prepared for us to have done, frankly. So much defense against the dark arts. Tremendous defense against the dark arts. We were defending against the dark dark arts before people even thought that you should defend against them. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you have an advisor tell you about the uh, impending return of the Dark Lord? I'm switching to press core now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Please. I didn't know what we were you doing. Just I didn't the know. Goddamn question. You just were, answer the question, please. You were saying you, you, you answer the question? characters. We're yeah. not both doing Trump now. You know, oh, you're. A... I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. Here, I got my, my my reporter mustache on. Oh, you look just like Jim Acosta. Um, I don't know who that is. Is that a reference to that thing where I didn't know the reporter's name? Is Jim Acosta your reporter? No, Jim Acosta. Jim fucking Acosta is a CNN reporter. <laughs> I don't. Uh. Oh, Jesus. Um. Jim Acosta is a reporter that Trump has for a really long time had a, like a, a grudge with. Okay. Uh, they Do I look his... like him with that mustache? No, okay. he doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> like, it's he just... has a paper handlebar mustache that he can hold to his face and become a different person. That's yes, how he got back it. in to the press corps after they removed <laughs> his credentials. He's like, I'm no, I'm no longer Jim Acosta. I'm uh... Jim Blacosta. 
Um, Frim Lacranda. That's not... Yep, that's my name. <laughs> How do you anyway, spell um, that? Him. H M. So yeah, uh, I think it's... Uh, my... Uh, you can fuck everything. Um, I... <laughs> uh, just like the idea that like we have to deal with something so buff- cartoonishly uh, buffoonish mm-hmm. is uh, a buffoutant. I don't know if that's a, the right. That's not a conjugation of anything. Um, I didn't know you spoke whatever the fuck that was. Well, I definitely don't because if I did, I would have <laughs> said it right. Um, the no, just like the, okay, we we have. We're reading a, a kid's book about yep. a government official so inept that he deliberately, through through his own incompetence and fear, allows the government to be, be, fall victim to a, an incredibly dangerous threat. And, um, and meanwhile, also, just, just throwing it out there, put an evil, uh, incompetent asshat in charge of education. And so separate, 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 separate points, but still, just I'm just like, God, holy shit, it's starting to line up. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe she had some seer blood. I don't think time. that this is the first time in history a powerful buffoon has risen to power and done, you know, uh, insidious things and help and, and appointed their friends into power. Sure, sure, but does it have to be so similar to the last time? It's like, I mean, just because we didn't learn anything from it, we have to do it all over again. Dude, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> it's just saying, like, it. I, I feel like. I feel like we're sitting in a grim old place, really, really <laughs> hating the fact that we are where we are, and there's nothing yeah. we can do about it. We can't leave. We're on. We're hunkering down. So like, and there's nothing we could. We did everything we could have done as good and in, relatively intelligent, coherent citizens. <sighs> my next well, my, note my next note's on the same page before you get okay. too far fancy pants and it's a much much it's oh we're gonna yeah just just want to lighten the mood i don't fucking know what i'm talking about how the fuck long is a trace oh i looked it up that's one of my oh, new yeah? words yeah oh, we can get to it later then okay okay i can tell you what it is now but it's also it's also a new word so we might as well hold on to it let's hold on to it all right uh, 847. Thoughts can leave deeper scarring. I just wish they'd explored that more. You mean besides just like the, the welts on his arm? Yeah. Yeah. Like what other effects did it have on Ron? Was he more thoughtful? No, he... I don't think that's what it means. Well, cause then she used, remember she used that like oblivious lotion or whatever to get rid of him, which is haha, It's a joke. Cause their thought scars and use the oblivious lotion to but, but maybe, maybe Ron had a brief burst of, what he could have been, and then she dumbed him back down. I don't know, man. I don't think the point was supposed to be that literal. I think it was supposed to be like, you know. Just, I, <laughs> I just. I'm, I'm saying this could. He could have just been like, oh, just, I feel weird. And then in the next book, like Harry saw Cedric die. In the next book, he saw Thestrals. Maybe in the next book, Ron would have some fucking self reflection or introspection or some goddamn thing. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an opportunity there to make uh, Ron uh, a more well-rounded character, yes. Sure, it's an interesting um, something. It is totally missed here. I, I it doesn't would, have to be smarter. 
<laughs> I would absolutely read the Harry Potter spinoffs, uh, Ron Weasley and the uh, Tentacle Brains of Truth. Yeah. Or, or Ron Weasley and the Dark Thoughts. Right. Oh, my. Anything. Know, fucking anything other than, oh, put some lotion on. It's over. Didn't really need to write it in the first place. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks. 849. Ah, 848. Okay. The line in the book is Ginny caught Harry's eye and looked away quickly, grinning. Uh, yeah, she did. And I, yeah. I read that line, and it was it's its own paragraph. It's smack in the middle between two other completely relevant paragraphs. And I thought, oh, is this it? Is this is this their romance? This one fucking line at the end of a 870-page book is a line where Ginny sort of flirtatiously like peeps at Harry, and that's it. And he doesn't respond or catch on or anything, and they move on immediately. And then, like, a couple paragraphs or pages later she has a line about well i'm not dating that guy anymore i'm dating a different guy and ron's like oh he has this line where he looks sort of at, like harry and he's like mm-hmm. hey you should date date him date is law okay first of all you're getting ahead of yourself because i have a note around that time <sighs> but also to answer your question no that's not it that's not it fucking hope not i mean honestly i don't think i'm gonna be happy with any of it but it's it's just the planting of a seed anyway that's the end of my notes completely 849 okay ron not using any of his newfound insight because he doesn't uh, have because it well because it's gone because he never got it to begin he's being walled up like uh like a jester oh hold on i'm gonna go back to that idea really quick okay. i don't mean to interrupt you because i want to get to your that's... note but Ron had no insight. You're 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 in, inferring that, like when he was tentacled by the brains and was bleeding from the mouth, all he had was like goofy, like rando thoughts. That was the spell. That was still the spell that did that. But we don't have any evidence that any of the brains did anything to him. We do. We have the evidence his... of my imagination. That's how evidence works. All right, you, you've <laughs> definitely you've definitely won the argument. Uh, you go ahead, move on to your next note, page eight forty nine. A49, Ron, with some really fucking malicious glee, clip-clops like a horse to fuck with Umbridge. Oh, yeah, I like that That was cruel, man. That was, that's, I I, I can't, I can't help but think, I, I, I don't like the lady, but she had to have been traumatized in there, and that was just, it, I guess it's a funny joke if you're little, little, but that's, that's fucked. Up. It didn't bother me at all because uh, oh, okay. she well, she was well. one step away from torturing a child. No, um, she straight up tortured a child yes, repeatedly and was, and over w- and over. Many children. No, I'm saying she was one step away from using an unforgivable curse. Sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, she definitely tortured children many, 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 many times. But she but was I one want... step away from an, uh, one of the cardinal sins of the wizarding world. Sure, and was like, I can use it because I have authority. Sure, sure. I'm not arguing that at all. But what I am pointing out is this is the very same book where your hero Dumbledore uh, said that Sirius was right when talking about um, Hermione's... uh, Maybe it wasn't even this book, but her crusade for the house elves and that how we treat our inferiors shows off our character... But as Dolores isn't an inferior, she's an equal. Right now, she's pretty inferior. 
She's in no, bed. No, right now she's, she's in a state of weakness. She's still... Right, which is inferior. I don't think they're the same thing. Yeah, people who are weaker are inferior and must be crushed. Well, My think, point think, is, it's showing off we'll a lot of to Ron's character. Regardless of if Dolores Umbridge earned this, it shows off Ron's character and it's a shitty thing to do. That's, uh, you know, I guess an opinion. Is a fact. Oh, sounds kind of like an opinion. You know what? We can do this whole Lebowski maybe, cousin Vinny thing all day. Maybe it's if you fact. went to the Department of Mysteries, uh, you'd yeah. see a jar or a blanket or a toilet that was full of opinions, and you'd be like, "Oh, look! There's the jar that holds all the opinions. Isn't that abstracting <laughs> and fascinating?" <laughs> like the toilet imagery. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Please deposit one opinion before proceeding. <laughs> if it's good enough for Myrtle. Um, okay. Uh, go get pedantic here for a moment. Please do. 862. Harry helping, or Harry hanging out with Luna. Okay. Oh, wait, before we even get to that, do we want to talk about Nearly Headless Nick and the ghosts, and now we know how ghosts work? We don't know how ghosts work. Well, we, we he does oh, that's the thing. We, we, we now have... All we're ever going to hear about how ghosts work. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. That that does that's not the same thing. Sure, but do like, we want to talk about that? Since you had a lot of questions, yes, and I'm I like, would, oh, I, there's I'm a scene. Talking about it, it just isn't. It isn't the same thing. No, as like, it's not really explained. It is simply like barely addressed. <laughs> like, is this the best way to describe it? Is it's it, it's a it's conveniently uh, explained as a mystery. I think that's what bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like uh, it's a thing where he's like, mm, I don't really know. I feel bad because people want to know, but I don't have an answer. I can't answer. Sorry. <laughs> well, and also it raises so many questions. You can only be a wizard. You make a choice on your deathbed. You have to do a spell ahead of time. He doesn't say you have to do a spell ahead of time. No, I know. That's the question that's raised. Oh, okay, right. I don't think so. I think he makes it sound like you, like in death, you have like some sort of like choice to go back or remain fully dead. Um, fine, I guess, but like, why? But like, why would you choose? Why would you? Is it like a weakness thing? Is it like basically saying like all ghosts made a mistake? Like they all yeah, maybe. fucked up? Like, they're just the looming whatever, the door maybe with a veil, some variant of that, and they just shy away from it. Well, I think with, like, Nearly Headless Nick, I, mean, I think it was probably, like, he died in such a terrifying way where, like, his body was like, I gotta go back. Like, I gotta, I gotta go back. I, I, or, like, I, he wants to escape. His, his death, like, the emotion that was running through him so strongly when he died was a fight-or-flight mechanism yeah. being flight that it was so overpowering that it pushed him back into the realm of the living as a imprint, a specter of what he used yeah, to that's, be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, then why why did I have to say it? Because <laughs> you said it so much gooder. <sighs> um, the, uh, <laughs> um, that doesn't explain why there's so many of them, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying like I'm, I can't imagine that there's a lot of people that are afraid when they die. I'm just saying like most of the ghosts, at least when we first meet them, have a fucking party. They have a big feast right. party. Right. And they're like, we love being ghosts. And then like now Nick's like, oh, I don't know if I made the right choice being a ghost. I'll see you at the feast, Harry. Like it's 
it's just I, <laughs> pick a fucking lane. Like, <laughs> well, maybe like that's I'm, the point. The people who I'm, didn't pick a lane are stuck as ghosts. And I'm I'm for complexity in characters. I'm just saying, like, just do it right. Like, make it. Uh, I don't know. I'm I suck I suck at reading. I guess I just it feels like <laughs> I think you it just I think you're really good at reading, and that's the problem. <laughs> I think I just look at it, and it's just like I can't just accept like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that's fine. Yeah, of course, of course. Why didn't I see it before? Like he, Nick, is a ghost who didn't choose to be a ghost, even though he did choose to be a ghost, but he didn't know what he was choosing until he chose it to be a ghost. And if he did know what he was choosing when he became to be a ghost, he probably wouldn't have chosen it in the first place. <laughs> that sounds right. You should write yeah, books. It, it's like that's stupid. <laughs> like, that's, like, <laughs> like you're saying that. Like you're, I mean, ah, fuck. That doesn't. Okay, the whole point of this part of the chapter was to have Harry. I get the point was to have Harry's dreams crushed and right. he keeps, he goes like hope after hope after hope after hope of like, I can get serious back. This was a magical world. Like get serious back and tragically and beautifully is denied at every turn. But the justification for the denial is dumb <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, that's fair. she has, she has built up so many like really beautiful, like things like these ghosts that are cool and interesting. And then, but also a a big crux of the story is a bunch of dead people that aren't ghosts, but also are kind of ghosts sometimes. A couple times they're kind of ghosts. Like one time, as long you can, you're not a ghost, you're not coming back. But if someone could see you in a mirror, of a fantasy mirror, a wish mirror, then then you're kind of like you're kind of alive again, but not really. And only <laughs> if they're looking in the mirror. And also they can't. You can't like that. You can't talk to them in the mirror. Um, and then also sometimes, I don't know if you know this, but if, um, if a wand kills someone, then their little bit of their, their spirit life is stuck in the wand. And then if you like, if you like alt command alt Z, like (laughs) the wand, then the, like the spirit comes back out a little bit and you get to see them and then they talk at you a little bit. And if you do it a lot, it like overwhelms the wand. A whole bunch of mistakes are undone. Um, but that's not a ghost. That's completely different than a ghost. My favorite part of this is it's going to happen again. Yeah, fucking great. Um, <laughs> uh, I I didn't I liked that I didn't like rather or I don't know. In those sequences earlier, I realized that. Um, Sirius doesn't have the uh, well done James or whatever the mm-hmm. line is and that that's only in the movie. Yes. And that that's a great line. It is a great line. It is also taking a big complex thought from the book and distilling it into a single moment in the movie. And I don't think it would have worked in the book without a lot, uh, without a lot more pages, really. No, what I mean is I think it, that's what's beautiful no, it about it in the film is that it, it sure. does do exactly what you said. It takes this long drawn out thing that happens in the book and distills it into one line. So you completely get it as an audience in the compressed time that is film. Absolutely. It, it was, there's a lot of good choices in that movie. There are. Um, oh, we'll I can't serious black. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. It's she's, she's, she's amazing. Um, eight sixty two. This is back to my pedantry. 
So, let me set the scene. Harry's just been crushed. <laughs> Rob's old-timey pedantry. <laughs> you can get all your problems whittled down to their l- most complex intricacies. In t- available in tonic and salve. Harry's with Luna and feeling some actual compassion for another person. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind, this is a character that's full of love. Sure. <laughs> um, and it just occurred to she's 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 looking for her things that have been stolen. Yeah. Because they're because people are because people are dicks. No, I think it's Nifflers. But go ahead. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Why would a clever fifth-year Ravenclaw not just Accio her shit when she learned that last year? Exactly. Because she's loony? That actually checks out. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, Fuck. why is she why is she read the paper upside down? Why or the yeah, books no, upside no, we down? We got it. We got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's how you deflate a note. <laughs> All right. Um, I still think it's Nifflers. I'm saying, like, I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's so much the uh, the people that are taking her things. I think that she hangs out with Nifflers too much, and they take her shit. She doesn't hang out with Nifflers. She's not into Fantastic Beasts, A. B, it- her shoes aren't shiny. Actually, it's C, it's Luna. They might be shiny. D, we don't know if she's into animals or not. They never talk about it, so you're probably doesn't right. Doesn't she provide them with the Nifflers? She's always talking about animals. She wants to find the crumpled horned uh, thingy. Snorkak. She she's she loves the uh, the Thestrals. She's like the only for she she's how we get introduced to them. I don't know if you listened to A through D, but I ended with you were right. Oh, I know I'm right. I'm just want to make sure everyone else who didn't listen to you A through D knows who the that fuck is listening I'm... to this and not listening to me. Well, me, but besides Damn me, it. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember. I thinking that she helped them get them for some reason. Was she was she talking about them earlier in the like the uh, was she the first time we hear about them? Is that why I have an association? No, the first time we hear about them, Hagrid uh, had buried some coins. Oh, uh, and they used Nifflers. I think that was in the fourth book. And they came back for this book because because Ni- Luna appears for the first time in this book or last book. Yes, no, it was this book. Yeah, I thought so. And she is a so. fifth-year Ravenclaw, right? Like, she's not a year behind them like Ginny. She's Pretty a year behind sure them like a... Ginny. She's in Ginny's oh. class. So maybe she just learned Accio and it's not occurring to her. Okay, fine. You have two points. You've won. You've won the argument. I, I lay it at your feet. I expose my soft underbelly to your alpha prowess. Is this what you, you want? Here, you heard it here first, folks. I've read the books once, and I knew more than the man who'd read them a billion times. I am the chosen one. Look no further than ye scar on thine face. Why would you say my, thine face if my, you're talking about your own? Face. What an okay. idiot. All right, well, I take it all back. Yeah. What is a chosen one if not someone who is the opposite oh, of God, fallible? Soliloquizing. I don't know. Oh, this too, too solid flesh would melt him, all right? The Hamlet stand up. Okay. <laughs> 866. I want to take you back to that conversation where Ron's kind of uh, looking at Harry and Jenny, and Jenny and Harry are kind of looking at each other, and everyone's kind of looking around and going, what the fuck are we looking at? Right? Sure. Okay. 
she says she broke up with uh, Michael Corner. Yep. And Ron's super delighted about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I always thought he was a bit of an idiot, Ron said, prodding his queen forward toward Harry's quivering castle. Ew. No, he's prodding his queen towards Harry's castle. Quivering castle? He's prodding his sister towards Harry's quivering castle, metaphorically. Oh, it's really gross. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's not gross. I'm just saying uh, Ron's trying to get his queen towards Harry's quivering castle. Oh, my God, Ron. I, Rob, I got it. Fuck I got you. It. First off, I'm sorry. Second off, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't know if you understand here that Jenny, in this instance, is the queen. Because she's the ultimate, right? And Harry's quivering castle is his dick. So if that metaphor extends a little further... <laughs> it arises. What would it be if Ron and Harry begin castling? Uh, then Harry will ask Ron to king him. <laughs> that's chess. Checkers. Or that's checkers. That's checkers. Yes. That's king's checkers or wizard's checkers. <laughs> That's Wizard's Checkers. Gross. Um, <laughs> well, I think that it would be dumb and very much... It's very. I, I, I feel guilty saying this because every time I say it, you're always like, well, is that what you do with your brilliance? Um, <laughs> but, like, the... Uh, clearly, she's using... Like, chess is a huge metaphor in these books. Sure. It's it's symbolic. She uses it a lot. Um, it would be silly to pretend that this wasn't another one of those moments. The whole idea of Voldemort and Dumbledore being the the two kings on, on the on the border or whatever is mm-hmm. very very clear, um, at least to me. Uh, I mean, we go back as far as like the first book with that whole. Was it the first book or the whatever book had the line about the uh, very angry bishop or whatever? I thought that was the first book. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was the second one. It could have been the third. I don't know. It just like (laughs) definitely one of the preceding books. Yes. Yeah. Or this one. (laughs) One definitely. Um, We've established you're a seer, so it could be in the sixth book. Not the seventh. Definitely definitely not. not. Um, I mean, it could be, but it's definitely. <laughs> Let me put it this way: I don't know that it isn't, but I know that it also isn't. Right. <laughs> um, I know that the thing I'm referencing isn't in that book, but I'm not saying that the thing I'm referencing isn't in that book. It makes I sense. I think. I think I follow you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> the thing I'm referencing isn't in that book, but I'm not saying that the thing I'm referencing isn't in that book. Oh, that's what you're saying. Like, let me, okay, I'll put it this way. Okay. I didn't eat a rock for breakfast, but that doesn't mean there aren't stones in my belly. That it's a crazy thing to say, it's but do you follow? Nuts. Sure. God damn it. You didn't, you're not following. I can't know that it's not in that book. I just know that the thing I'm referencing isn't from that book. That's what I'm trying to say. Got it. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. You have some overview notes. I just want to keep beating this point to death. (laughs) You have. Like a Thestral. 
Mm. Um, I don't think Thestrals do that. Die? No. Oh, interesting. Um, do I have any overview notes? Or or even do you want to talk about the Dursleys? They, they bring the Dursleys back for a special end of the chapter dig where they get horribly bullied. Nah, as they were you fine. might say. <laughs> no, I mean, like... No, like... I feel like Voldemort validated the stuff I've been saying this entire time. Like, Dumbledore. Dumbledore validated the things I've been saying this entire time with uh, the idea that, like, yes, they were mean to you, Harry, but they took you in. All of this, all the threats that she understood that she was taking on by accepting you in her home, she still took you in. And even when Vernon wanted to kick you out, she said no and put her foot down and you stayed. You may have been mistreated, but you were kept safe. So fucking get over it. <laughs> okay. I've been saying that since chapter one like, of the this first book. This is true. This is true. Um, I feel kind of uh, vindicated there. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who blow over that part of this chapter in their recollection of the entire series. Mm-hmm. because like i mean i've seen a little bit of people talking on like facebook or social media things where they share like pictures of things and they go like well i feel like the dursleys are Meh. and it's like yeah but like no did you, did you ever really put yourself in their position like like just imagine that someone thrusts upon you a kid that you don't want and who is a lot of trouble <laughs> wouldn't you fucking hate that that's part of your life now wouldn't you you really that good of a person that you'd recognize how special and chosen that little boy is and you wouldn't like resent it that your fucking life is over by no choice of your own except that you kind of like if you don't this kid might fucking die i'm not saying it's a good thing to take it out and on the kid i'm just saying like i get that these people don't have the tools to do better sure <sighs> welcome to death readers this is just rehashing the same shit we've been saying for five fucking books. But then again, it's the JK way. <laughs> um, other, other ideas. I don't know. Um, we only have two books left. Yeah. Well, we are over halfway done officially. <laughs> only two books left and we're over halfway finished. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, six, Six feet is comparatively breezy. Is it? Yeah. Six is the it's... one, is the movie I, I remember, I think, the least. Yeah. That's the one with a lot of relationships. No, don't stuff. tell me. Don't tell me. It's tell the me. one where. We're going to read it. The... We're going to read it. It's Why would yeah, you tell me? It's... Shut up. It's not important for you to tell me this. It's the one where Harry starts out at the Dursleys. <laughs> Um, he somehow magically he, gets to Hogwarts. There's a, there's a new magical method of getting to Hogwarts. Right. There's a new defense against the dark arts teacher. There's gotta be. <laughs> um, remember the rest of the formula, but I'm sure it fits. Um, I don't recall it that well either, but I think yeah. it's mainly that they... Uh, there's a long, drawn-out, boring plot. <laughs> that happens. And it, and it ends with Harry in a dark, scary place with the new defensive against the dark guards teacher and Voldemort. Um, He definitely goes to a new, dark, scary place. And those characters do show up in different times. 
Um, there's a lot of exposition. Oh, I wouldn't. I would expect nothing less. Yeah. You know what makes a good uh, book? What's that? Is uh, 900 pages and six that explains everything. <laughs> At the end. After you've gone At the through very that. fucking end. You have six pages, maybe, probably less, where it just says, uh, here's every... I, mean, I, I yeah, These books should just be called Harry Potter and the Burying of the Lead. <laughs> Cause that's what it is, man. It's just like, it's just like, ugh, like the longest journey. <laughs> like it, it's. You ever hear like read old books or like something like that or read like history and they're like, well, when this person wanted to go to London, they had to prepare to travel by carriage for six weeks, mm-hmm. and so it was no small undertaking when you would do something like that, and that's what these books are like. It's just like you you just read eight to nine hundred pages, and then it's like, oh, that's that was all the stuff you chose not to tell me throughout the story. Is it? I don't know. I know. I know. I know. People really like these books. I respect mm-hmm. that people really like these books. I don't dislike them. I I enjoy them to an extent. I really do feel like they are. It's ironic. I guess that they're so successful. They're so successful, in spite of being so stupidly structured. Right. Like it's just too much. It's too. It's too much to ask that you tell an entirely compelling and progressively interesting story in the structure of a school year. Mm-hmm. One whole thing, like. Uh, I like that show, Dairy Girls. That's basically what that show is. It's just, just it's a school year or a, a section of a school year told in little chunks. But they're all entirely different stories. They're serialized. This is not that. This is novelized. Right. This is one huge fucking thing that you have to read to get its the, the whole point or the whole story. It, uh, ugh, I don't want to belabor this. It just, it, I, I guess I'm just so surprised that I don't hear the Harry Potter fanatics acknowledge or admit it. Like you never hear people go like, I really enjoyed those books, but Oh boy, do they suck? (laughs) Which you can, I I think is an entirely appropriate, like actual like reaction. Like I, um, I think you and I both discussed a couple of times that we both have movies that we like that are shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we enjoy them, but we can, we're also, you know, responsible enough to acknowledge that they're crap um this this isn't necessarily that bad i really don't i really don't mean that that these harry potter books are that bad sure because they're they're not it's just like i think that i'm i'm processing how much adulation they get versus how actually good they are gotcha and it is an entirely disparate uh, attribution of, of how of their of their quality, mm-hmm. uh, U- Ulysses. They are not. I haven't read Ulysses. Don't don't trust me. I haven't. Not, I haven't not a clip. Yeah, never read it. Um, I don't know if I could compare it to a book that is like so perfectly great. I mean, if it was a movie, I could. I mean, I have. I know movies better, but like, um, I don't know. I I it's part of what this podcast is about is trying to read more books. So I don't know. I. 
It's a bummer that we're only halfway through the series. Uh, we're a little more. It's still a bummer because it just like that's the hardest part about these books is how much they like trudge. Because like they're fun, they're they have some fun imagery. Sometimes they get really laggy, but like other times they're just kind of fun. There are parts in this book that were fun. There are other parts that were just torture, like constantly reading about new ways Dolores sucks. It kind of builds towards a crescendo, but like it. I mean, if it was a real movie, it would be like six hours long and you'd be done. You'd be done by then. Right. Anyway, I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, that was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Um, do you want to do new words? Yeah, I forgot about new words. Uh, I think Okay, so that, that brings us to the new word alert. I don't know how this is working. <laughs> I don't know if that's the spot where the sound plays. You ready? So ready. Particularity. Particularity? Particularity. Particularity. Like an aspect of something that makes it particular? Could you be more uh, specific? I don't know if I can. Well, if you were practicing particularity, you would be able to be more specific. Uh, It's the quality of being exact or very detailed. Oh, as in being particular. Nope, I wouldn't wouldn't have. I would have made up my own word for that. Or well, technically, it's 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 still a noun, but it also seems to be a noun that's also a adjective. Sure. Um. All right. How is it? One. How is it a noun? That's what this says. Well, that sounds like an idiot. Like that is a particularity. Like, that oh, okay. Is a very yeah, specific yeah, yeah. thing. Sure. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. I, I couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. I'm always serious. Well, this word isn't popping up here, so I'm going to try a different website. Okay. Are you using Merriam-Webster? I was using Cambridge. Not Oxford? Here we go. Benignant. Benignant? Benignant. 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 Benignant? Indeed. What is Benignant. Is it, have, is it is it related to benign? Yes. Okay. That's the second definition. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just the... just uh, rooting out the Latin, if you will. You did a great job. Thanks. Um, it's an adjective. The first definition means kindly and benevolent. Okay. Uh, the second definition says medicine, less common term for benign. Where did you uh, where did you write or come across this word? Fairly certain this is all from uh, Carmilla. Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. I dig. You know, I'm down. I'm I'm, I'm hip. Well, that's but isn't that wouldn't that make it even more embarrassing considering how many times you've read Carmilla? And you know you still what? Don't know these words. You should have consulted me. That would have been our next death eaters. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought I didn't understand Harry Potter, wait till I don't understand Carmilla. Uh, so far, it's mostly me going like, "Why I have to re I have to reread that. Go back. What happened? That's how I. Why felt would when you I say first, this? No, that's how I first felt when I first read it. I was ten, would, but sure. Hey, whatever. Why would you write this like this? This is so weird. Whatever. Um. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No. All right. Now here's the next new word. Phantasmagoria. 
Phantasmagoria. Um, I feel like it's just a generic term for supernatural. Am I wrong? Yes. Okay. Um, because that's what I also thought. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a noun that means, which is why I actually looked it up because I was sure. like, I, I was like, oh, I know what a phantasmagoria is, and then I looked it up. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, phantasmagoria is a noun that means a confused group of real or imagined images that quick that change quickly, one following the other. As in a dream. Now that ah, is from Cambridge, so let's check sure. out Oxford. No, no, I, I, I'm down with. I'm fucking down with. What the fuck's wrong with me? Who am I? You're so I hip. Know. I'm. I am pretty hip. Um, so what, what it calls to mind is a zoetrope. Well, but a zoetrope stays the same. No, I know, but it calls. I said it calls it to mind. Well, it should call to mind something that makes more sense. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I mean, you're maybe, not wrong. Maybe like a kaleidoscope? No. I think that makes more sense. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I'm sorry that you were upset. I'm not upset. I was. I'm perfect. I'm fine. Doesn't matter to me. How do, those, how do the scars of those ideas feel? I wouldn't know. I used my oblivious ointment. You have that in spades. What did what did sorry what did uh what did Snape say to Dolores? He was like, oh, "I thought you'd have enough of it to last you a year." <laughs> when he's talking about the uh, ver- Veritas serum. serum, yeah, yeah, that's what I should have said to you yeah. about the other thing. Uh, <laughs> Delir, what'd you call him? Is it the delirious serum? I don't know. I'm gonna call it a bloinkment. Yeah, that's what it was. Here we go. Okay, let's try the Phantasmagoria definition from Merriam-Webster's since 1828. That was before that book was written. Or novella. It says, uh, an exhibition of optical effects and illusions. Like a zoetrope. Much more like a zoetrope. Mm. However. Oh, fuck. The second definition is a constantly shifting complex succession of of things seen or imagined. Like a kaleidoscope. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, like anyway, a kaleidoscope. We've done that one now. Um, now we're moving on to the next word. Mm. Indolent. Oh, shit. Lazy? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank you, they might be giants. Averse they... to activity, effort, or movement. Habitually lazy. There's that song, Oh, Do Not Forsake Me, My Indolent Friend. Okay. It's actually called 1,000 Years Old. But that's a lyric from it. I'm too indolent to figure to find out. Oh, I'll send it to you, and you just be uh, too indolent to hit play. <laughs> eh, it's the same amount of effort for me. Yeah, so, yeah, that's sure. True. That's true. Uh, next one. Antipode. <laughs> well, you already told me what this one meant, so I'll let you have at it. It's uh, the parts of the earth diametrically opposite, usually used in plural, often used of Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. As contrasted with the Western Hemisphere. Sorry, sure. there's a little bit sure. there. that they, yeah. they, no, Australia and New Zealand are not antipodes. No. <laughs> they're, they're adjacent. <laughs> Let's oh, say if you're reading uh, Much Ado About Nothing and Benedict refers to traveling to the Antipodes, he's probably talking about Australia and New Zealand. Very possibly. All right, next word. Okay. Equipage. 
Equipage? I'm going to do it again. Equipage. Okay, so that's um, when you have two pigeons of equal volume. <laughs> you have achieved Equipage. Are you talking about uh, African or European pigeons? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Unladen. <laughs> European pigeons. Uh, equipage. God, that was good. <laughs> tickled me. Is a, it's a material or article used in equipment. That is to say, or, or an outfit. Okay. Uh, it's a like, it's like accoutrement. Sure. I think I always, I think I've seen that word in retrospect, and I think I've always uh, read it in my head as equipage. It all yes exactly. Also though, because it's it, it's root again rooting out the words uh-huh. a little bit uh, a little bit equine in there. I, oh. it, the, the third definition says a horse drawn carriage with its servants. So when an equine is equipped with an equipage, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I guess triple um, word score. It's a, it's like a word that gets itself. Yeah. And carries it to its next destination. Shut up. <laughs> All right. I got away from uh, Last one. Okay. Trice. Thank you. I mean, I'm guessing it's just a really quick moment, just slang. Is it, does it have an actual? No, you were, you were entirely correct. It is a brief space of time, an instant. But, I mean, where, where, from when does it hail? Um, I don't know. English? <laughs> You're not going to look up the etymology? Nope. Oh. I mean, well, a trice makes you think of three. Is it is it longer than a moment? Uh, the definition didn't give me like a scale where it was like, it's longer than this. It just is a brief moment of time. I think it's probably more symbolic than anything, than like mm-hmm. more or less than. Right. Like, like if I said, give me a sec, I don't literally mean a individual second. Yeah, a trice would be three I'm, of those. I'm asking for a pause. A, you have a, a triple respite, sec. A moment. A triple sec. I understand what you're saying. You want alcohol. Plug. Um, well, um, I don't know what we're going to do next, because I guess we're going to try to figure out how to do the... Uh, Fifth movie commentary? The movie commentary. Uh, staying sequestered. Yes, if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to hear the Death Readers movie commentaries, they're all available on our Patreon page. You can go there, become a patron, and then you can check out those um, those movie commentaries and other you know bits and bobs and content pieces. Yeah, we have a lot of little, little like stuff. We we put up a lot of stuff on there of us just like the stuff we talk about between the stuff we cut out. Honestly, a lot of the stuff we cut out of the yeah. episodes ends up ends up there. Sometimes we um, go off on little rants. Sometimes we go off on big rants. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're about Harry Potter. Sometimes they're not. Yep. Uh, sometimes those conversations are just included in the episode proper. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast about the Harry Potter books. If you've listened all the way through this episode, uh, wow. You might be married to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, um, honey. <laughs> uh, 
I guess that's uh, until next time. So um, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. So I'm just waiting for Doug to call on my old phonular... Magonular. That doesn't make sense. Oh, he's got some loose ends to tie up. Here I am, all bound and waiting for him. That's horrible. That's that's not good at all. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I think I've got a creaky chair. I'm going to go ahead and deal with that. It's, uh... Which is something I've got to overcome in this trying time. There's uh, a lot of people who don't even have creaks in their chair. So I should be grateful for that. Oh, it's Easter this weekend. That'll be fun. The uh, Easter egg hunts. The chocolate. Big fan of chocolate and peanut butter. Brand name, though. None of that, uh, like, C's peanut butter cups. What the heck is that about? That's just ugh, it's a waste of time. Or Newman's. Sorry, Paul. I like Jen Hudsucker, but uh, let's face it. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and your peanut butter cups, kind of shit. Raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> and that we're recording. Mean I'm going to eat your goddamn peanut butter cups. See, because the song was was in the movie. Um, I am recording. We, I, I am recording. Shall, shall, shall we do one of our pat? Three, two, one. Countdowns. Okay, you ready? Yep. Still. Hasn't Welcome. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It, again, Mm-mm. I could talk all through Mm-mm. your intro, and it's not going to be recorded if I don't want it to be. I just cut mine, and you're just talking, talking. Yeah, but it will. I will hear you, and that'll make it harder for me to. do Oh, what I need I'm to do. sorry. Is your life hard? No, but you're making it hard. <laughs> the one from Ocean's one Eleven, starring George Cuckoo's Clooney, who was in oh. Dusk Till Dawn. Right, but I don't know if that part is in this episode. I don't know. I don't know if you just <laughs> referenced something. With... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter since I talk like that in my everyday life. You don't have like the the People running like, wait, TRT of what you've cut from this or going in your head. You don't have like a, a uh, the the in, in, independent uh, continuities going. I do. I have two channels. Again, I mean that's great that you do, and I'm impressed. But I just kind of dip in and out of interior and exterior monologue. Isn't it internal and external? Sure. Interior would be like the inside of your head. Exterior would be like the outside of your head, not like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's how it works, right? You've got the little person inside your head who tells you things, and the little person outside your head who tells you things. <laughs> and you just kind of volley your consciousness back and forth between them. This is normal, right? I'm not a doctor, Rob. I, <laughs> I don't feel qualified to tell you what is. Damn it, Rob! Normal. I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm a doctor, not a doctor, doctor, though. I'm a god, not a goddamn doctor. I'm also not a bricklayer.